0: Like, don't they make cars, like, noiseless now? Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spillet. Um, I have to say that this month was really great in terms of, like, books that I read. I only read three this month, which is kind of disappointing, but, you know we got to move on with our lives. Um, (laughs) Okay, no, don't move on. Um, But I only read three, but they were absolutely fantastic books. Well, even two of them, I gave five stars and one of them, I gave four stars. So if that's any indication, then yes, it was a great, great month of reading. Um, I didn't get to finish the fourth book because it kind of just caught up on me. Um, It isn't necessarily long um, but just the timing just caught up with me and before I knew it it was the 31st and I was like you haven't read anything and you have like five assignments so like you know let's just do our best to make the three readings that i have done very very substantial um in their presentation if i could say that um so anyway let's get straight into it okay so the first book that i read this month is irobot by isaac Asmanoff. and let me tell you this book is so good I don't know maybe I'm just in love with um like authors who write about artificial intelligence and um robots maybe I'm just like that um but I genuinely enjoyed it it's basically an anthology of short stories about a society that is like developing robots and developing um artificial intelligence and almost um how they uh, solve problems with the robots based on the three laws that they have which is like a robot cannot harm another human being or it must always obey orders and stuff like that and so it's a collection of short stories that are kind of collected connected um together through this woman who is the head of this robotic company and she details these important stories in the development of artificial intelligence and robots um i genuinely enjoyed it it was had funny moments it had moments of seriousness um but it was a generally a story that didn't want to took itself seriously but not in a way that you would really notice and all of the subtle messages of um of creating an artificial intelligence and the responsibility of it and how you would integrate it into society and what problems you would have integrating those systems into society what would happen if something went wrong with the robot how do you fix it i think it was a very clever approach um i know i read an article about isaac Asimov saying that he wrote his he's very famous in terms of writing about artificial intelligence and he speaks about how um there was this fear around automation and um industrialization in the world and he wanted to show people an alternative to that um, where robots are more relatable or more understandable and how they would come into our world um, rather than this very apocalyptic feel that most blockbuster movies seem to take on robots. I actually got the book iRobot because I watched the movie and compared to the movie, if you've watched iRobot, it's definitely not the same thing it has elements of the book in it and you can kind of see those elements but it's very much more dramatized in the um, movie than in the book Um, the book is much more subtle and almost like just going through the motions of um, developing fixing and changing robotics in the world how do they use robotics in the world um, in the future and i really like the ending i know i've spoken about another artificial intelligence book or future society um, uh, scythe by i think amy shusterman i think i've spoken about her book before i enjoyed this one as much as i enjoyed hers that we previously spoke about and you can kind of tell that there are some similarities between the authors. I don't know if she was maybe inspired by Asminoff, but it is definitely my understanding of why this book is a classic has definitely grown stronger. I definitely understand why people seem to enjoy um, Asmanoff's writing, and I actually am going to buy uh, I think he has a collection of stories about a robot and a detective and I think that's gonna be so much fun to read and I love this book so much and that's why I rated it 5 stars and surprisingly it is the book of the month because it is so entertaining um, and I just sincerely enjoyed it. One more thing I wanted to point out about um the anthology and about iRobot is that each story is so, oh my gosh, I don't know why people are being so loud today, just excuse the car noises in the background, Um, but each story could be a television series, the way that each problem is like thought about and discussed and problem solved through in the anthology is so meticulous of the author and each story was so heartwarming and, um, answered very important questions, which is why I thought it was so structured and so well thought out is because you can see the amount of work and detail that is put into each story and thinking about how AI would actually really be like, um, instead of, um, I have my book here, let me just go and check the name of I don't know, how long ago did we speak about, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even find how long ago we spoke about, um, Scythe, oh my gosh, nope, I can't find it, um, but in Scythe, I felt like Scythe was more, um, much more further in terms of the thinking, where I could see, like, the influence of today and also the future, in iRobot compared to Scythe, which is much more in the future. Okay, moving on to the next book. Okay, so the next we have The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And I've actually read this book before. I read it in, I think, high school in grade nine, I think. Oh my gosh, it is so noisy today. Please, please excuse my noisy, noisy house. Hopefully it isn't too distracting. Um, But I've read Great Gatsby before. So this is a reread for me. And I actually quite enjoyed it the first time. Um, As high school kids, you don't want to read anything too boring or um, too... I don't know how to describe it. Too serious. And I think it is serious. It is a pretty serious book. It follows the story of um, Gatsby through the eyes of... Oh my gosh i forgot everyone's name through the eyes of nick something nick something you can hear me leafing through the book because i don't remember anything oh and then there's this ginormous introduction at the front of the book that takes up so many pages and then by the time you get to the actual reading i don't know if my copy is just the one like that but the introduction is like a fourth of the book and then then the novel starts, um, uh, I can't find his name, Nick Carraway, I think, yeah, Nick Carraway, and it's told about the story about Gatsby, who's fallen in love with this woman named Daisy, who's married and has a daughter, and their love story through Nick Carraway's eyes, and the tragedy of their love, I won't say too much, because there is a lot of, like, Spoilers that you can say that ruins the enjoyability of the novel, but it's set in, you I don't even know when it's set, but it's, um, set in that, uh, boom of, uh, industry in, um, America where there's this, like, industrialization and old cars and, I don't know if you really want to get a sense of the period and the time i would just really suggest watching the movie because it is so absolutely wonderful um they caught co- the movie and the book complement each other so well and the movie really brings to life a lot of the imagery you would expect from the novel um some points about the novel um it's it's. I think I understand a lot of why it's considered a classic. So in my high school, we had to read a lot of Shakespeare. And Shakespeare is absolutely boring. Absolutely boring and confusing. You don't understand anything that's going on. So it was really helpful that the school I went to went through the play and described the story. And so we knew everything that happened in the Shakespeare story place and Shakespeare is actually so good at storylines and um, drama and intrigue and villains and um, evil and he just made these stories that were so entertaining that if someone rewrote Shakespeare into like like a TV series and I I would definitely watch it because there's so much drama and intrigue. and you kind of get that same feeling when you read the great gatsby that's kind of where the characters are pulled along and their actions almost seem like um almost irreversible to the flow of everything that's happening around them so shakespeare was really good at setting up characters that fall quotation marks that um who have this height and then fall um to um the worst of the worst. And it's not all the stories like that, but he was really good at writing stories that go absolutely wrong. Um and that's why I loved Shakespeare so much because he wrote it in a way that was very entertaining. And so I see this very much in the Great Gatsby in a way that is more relatable. So it's definitely a lot easier to read than Shakespeare, but it's definitely not a very easy-to-read book, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the characters were real and a representation of their time, um, and the the descriptions are very original and unique, and you definitely get a sense of the author in the writing. Um, it's very full. If I could describe it the writing is very full with descriptions and um, imagery and that's why I said um, watching the movie would be so great um, because you kind of like see all of this imagery and this absolute magnificence brought onto um, the big screen and into real life Um, okay so I got the period it's post-war America so women are still like don't have a lot of power which is an important theme in this book um it just came out of the war people are trying to get the economy started again um, get everything going the war does play a role in the novel it does come up um and overall i just really enjoyed it i also gave it a five out of five but i didn't make it the book of the month because I don't know I just maybe it's because I read it twice so I just enjoyed the process and it's actually a really interesting fun book to read. I don't want to recommend it like as much as iRobot because it's a bit harder to read in terms of modern literature but it's definitely a better way to grasp kind of the essence of old story writing like Shakespeare where like I said, characters are almost pushed in this direction towards an end um, that you don't know, but it almost seems like they're powerless. And I know that's not always a great way to see stories, but I think it's important to have stories where characters have less agency than normal um, because it just makes it a little bit more realistic and adds a little bit more depth. To literature than the normal stories where you would have heroines and villains and the heroes always win or the heroes are fighting a villain but in this case it's almost like circumstances and people and people who are real are the causes behind um, these people's problems and that's why they're so similar the similarities between Shakespeare's plays like Coriolanus and Macbeth and um, Antony and Cleopatra and The Great Gatsby. And I may be really overshooting my, my powers of reviewing by say, by comparing Shakespeare and F. Scott Fitzgerald, but I can say, don't take that part too seriously, but I can say I understand why it is a classic. The last book I read this month is Death Notice by Joe Hao Hui. And I had to look at Google Translate so that I wouldn't say this person's name wrong. And honestly, I don't want to because, you know, I said I would put more effort into saying people's names right. And so Death Notice by Zhou Haohui is about this sergeant named Zhang Haoming and his... Um, obsession with this 18-year-old murder case where um, this person would serve someone, give someone a death notice. Um, Kudos to the name. My voice is just not working today. And they would give this death notice to a person telling them that they're going to die for something they did wrong however many years ago and for what they were charged for and all of that, and these people would actually die, um, and so there was these, there was three murders that happened eighteen years ago, and now this Jiang Hao, Hao, Ming, there we go, is trying to solve um, this murder before they kill again because they seem to resurface after eighteen years and so um this was kept as a secret by the government and you kind of see as the story progresses that they try and you know solve it it is a crime thriller so there's nothing much you can expect except trying to solve who the murderer is i haven't read a thriller i don't know if i call it a thriller a whodunit um I haven't read I don't think I would call this a whodunit because whodunit is like um you know something else but it's a crime thriller and I haven't read crime thrillers in so long and I used to obsessively read crime thrillers like everything to do with detectives and murder and death and lots of people dying and people trying to solve it and I was just obsessed with that and I just loved trying to figure out um who the killer is at the end and I really tried to not do that this time because I found that it severely spoiled modern crime thrillers for me I recently read a crime thriller like not recently like last year and it was like this modern crime thriller that was like super psychological and twisted and i was like i don't like this and maybe it's because i was just being too hard on the book i generally don't like it like honestly i just don't don't even want to talk about it um so i kind of stayed away from crime thrillers especially because i'm gone you know um, you know me going to book sales and because I've been going to book sales, crime thrillers aren't really those ones that you find in book sales because generally people like to read them. It's a very popular genre. And so when I saw that this one was a Chinese thriller that was made into a TV series apparently, I did try and check that out, I haven't watched it, I don't think I will. Um, but yeah, um, it's a very apparently a very popular Chinese uh, series about this killer, oh yeah the killer's like um code name is Enumendes, <laughs> okay let's just not just pretend that I didn't say that and that's not something that came out of my mouth but anyway so it is a crime thriller so we're trying to figure out what happened and let me tell you the first twist happens on page nine page nine guys the rest of the book is kind of like general thrillers but i was just surprised how quickly they came at me with the the thrills and the intrigue um because the story does take turns that um that you don't see in other crime novels um but it also is very similar to other crime novels in the way that it's structured and um how the cast is played it does it is a chinese novel it is translated so there are chinese names in it um i know that the audience who probably listens to my podcast are english predominantly english speakers so i just want to warn you that there's a lot of names that you're gonna to have to get used to but i really advise you doing that because if you do then reading foreign literature becomes so much easier Okay, then moving on. Yeah, so the first twist was on page nine. So that was like, I was like, what? Crazy. This person is really brave. Um, But anyway, the novel was generally very entertaining. I did enjoy it. Um, I'm not going to say any more about it because saying anything about crime thrillers is like high spoiler, high danger zone for me because like anything you say could just mean that You know, just mean that you spoiled the novel for everyone else. Um, So I'm just going to avoid saying anything. But if you enjoy crime novels, this is really fun and interesting. Um, Then, oh my gosh, my house is so damn noisy. Um, Anyway, I should probably stop talking about how noisy my house is and talk about the books. Oh yeah. Um, There is something interesting that I noticed when I was reading all three of these books. Oh yeah before i move on to that i just want to say that we all know about like the socio-political things going on in china and how the media and what is published and what is controlled is very very small i don't know how it is to be an author in china and what um, society they live in there is an influence of um chinese culture in the novel like how the police force is structured and the roles of um Chinese government and how Chinese government is like very authoritative. I haven't done any research on China so I don't want to say anything like too you know controversial, but I'm not it's a it's not it's not like it goes into any of the questionable uh, parts of Chinese society. Um, but there is points about, um, females and how hard it is for females to get into positions of power, but that could be just, um, uh, what's it misogyny, which is just generally a problem, unfortunately. And when I was thinking about that, because there is, um, the one, the person in the task force assigned to, um, assigned to the task was the only woman is a psychologist and i don't know why she couldn't have been a sergeant but you kind of see what i'm getting at and then i kind of thought about all the roles of women in the three novels that i read and it's quite interesting to see because you can actually tell when a novel is written by a man trying to portray a female um and that I felt quite strongly in Death Notice. It wasn't blaringly obvious, but you can kind of t- tell like this is not um, a female's perspective or how they would say anything like that. And it was also overtly, it wasn't very subtle about like the difficulties of women. And you kind of like, it's kind of surface level um, feminist uh, feelings. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, but in Great Gatsby, there's also like females who are kind of like not, you know, up there with the modern feminist characters that we see nowadays. Um, iRobot was an exception. Um, the woman who did the whole, is carrying the whole anthology through, through her life. Um, it details her involvement, but she's also a robot psychologist, like are females just the psychologist in this, like I remember in the book um there was a mathematician, there was a engineer, there was more engineers, there was people who did parts and uh, and all of that, and none of them were women. I don't know if it was it's just an interesting thing that I was thinking about um overall, I think. The Great Gatsby, their role of females is very realistic of the time. I don't really expect anything else. And I loved iRobot as well. Um, But it's just more subtle things that you noticed, I noticed as I was reading, and I thought I would bring them up to you. And if you ever decide to read these books, you should also just check it out and see if you can spot them. And how do you feel about that? Are you going to look for more feminine... I mean, feminist books, like more modern literature, or do you think that it's better to read books that represent the ideology at the time to see how much we have progressed or didn't progress? And that brings us to the end of my May reading list. I'm happy that I read three books, but I'm a bit disappointed I didn't get to finish the fourth book because usually my podcasts are a little bit longer. Um, I don't know how people feel about me reading four books a month or three books a month. This month was kind of really chaotic with a lot of different things that I think would probably bore you to death if I talked about them. As you can hear, I am recording in the noisiest time of the day because of how absolutely chaotic this time has been, that I have just procrastinated even the podcast. But overall, it was a great, great month. I mean, I just enjoyed so many books. Oh yes, I rated iRobot 5 out of 5. Um... Great Gatsby, five out of five, and then Death Notice, four out of five. So you can see that it was a really, really good month. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy about all the books that I read. I just thinking about it makes me happy. Um, hopefully next month is as great. And hopefully I decide to record at a less noisy time. Uh, yeah, um, I hope everyone's happy, healthy and i'll see you next time oh my gosh can you even hear like like don't they make cars like noiseless now yay